Hello, 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 and welcome to the Good Life with Dawn Richards podcast. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and I'm so glad to be back with you. And on Christmas week, it's been quite a while since we were together last, so I do pray that you are doing well. I would love to hear from you and to know how you're doing, how you're walking out your faith, how you're taking all the lessons that we shared throughout 2021 and before, and applying them to your life. Um, We covered some good ground this year, I am blessed to say, and I'm excited to finish it off um, strong with some great encouragement from the Word of God, just some reminders of who you are in Christ and what you should be expecting, how you should be walking out your life day by day, no matter what you face. And we are now at episode 50. Woo! This is a big one. Um, 50 is a significant number in the scripture. It actually represents Jubilee. And I am so excited. I'm claiming next year is my Jubilee year. And so being at the 50th episode um, and bringing you a word in due season that I believe just marries perfectly with the message of Christmas is quite exciting for me. So go ahead and claim this episode and all that comes forth in in the year to come as a Jubilee. And I'll do more teaching on Jubilee in the future just so we can all be on the same page. But in essence, and if I had to, you know, kind of sum it up, it represents liberty. It represents freedom. And is that not the message of the word of God? The Bible says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is what? Liberty. There's freedom. Glory be to God. We serve a God that believes in empowering his people and freeing his people versus Satan, the enemy, who believes in putting people in bondage and keeping people in shackles and controlling. So we're on the Lord's side. We're on the freedom side. And I'm so excited to be back. So with that, We are going to dive in um, just for a bit today with the goodness of God. You know, I believe that no matter where we are in our lives, when we're doing well and, and all is well, or when we're, you know, in those testing places, maybe in those trials, in those challenging places, the goodness of God is always where our focus should be. Because if we seek the good, and I heard um, a Christian author, I read where she wrote this and it just ministered to me, Lisa Turkis. Um, she's the founder of Proverbs 31 um, Ministries and she's a phenomenal Christian author. So if you haven't had a chance to check out some of her, her works or books or Bible studies, you should do that. But I read something that she wrote recently um, and she said, if you seek the good, S-E-E-K, if you seek it out, if you look for it, If you search it out, then you will see, S-E-E, recognize, observe, experience the good. And isn't that true? The reason it's true is because as goes our focus, so goes our life. And that doesn't mean that when you're in a hard place and you're seeking the good, i.e. seeking God, seeking what his promises have to say to you, about your life, about your circumstances and situations, that things will change overnight. It doesn't mean you can wave a magic wand and, you know, all of a sudden, all I'm going to see in my life is good. Oh, if it were so. That's why we have to fight the good fight of faith. There is some contending as a believer in Christ Jesus. And I think sometimes as believers, we do tend to forget that because 
obviously we're thinking, well, we serve such a good God and, you know, we're living our lives in, in, in you know, the best way we know how to be a blessing to God, to be a blessing to our fellow mankind. So why am I encountering all these challenges? Why am I encountering all these attacks? Well, the Bible tells us those that live godly shall suffer persecution. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. So that will never be the end. We'll never put a period there. In fact, we cancel it out because whenever you say but, you cancel out everything that came before the but. You know, it's like telling someone, oh, you know, I really, really love your outfit. You look so amazing today, but your hair isn't looking so hot. Well, guess what? You just canceled out all those compliments and the person is left with, but your hair isn't looking so hot. So it's the same way with the word of God. God tells us what's happening. He wants us to be fully in the know about how this life works, about how we're to deal with our enemy, Satan, so we can always remain in that place of victory that he's given us through Jesus Christ. But he always tells us the end. See, that's what makes him God. Isaiah 46.10 gives us the test as to whether someone and something is actually God. Did you know the Bible tech gives us the test for qualifying if something or someone is God? If you're trying to figure out if this path is, is God, if that's God, if that voice you heard is God, if, you know, this this new religion or or, you know, whatever it is, wave is God. Here's the test. He says, I am God. I tell you the end from the beginning. And only God can do that because only God knows the end. Only God knows how things are going to ultimately end and fall and, and, and wrap up in this life. So that's why he can tell us as his children. Yeah, you may deal with some things, but I'm with you. And you will come up. You will come through. You will triumph always. Your enemies will always be defeated. I overcome the trouble that tries to trouble you. All those good things, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is still waking up this morning. All those good things come to us in the word along with the knowing of, hey, it's not necessarily going to always be a cakewalk. But does our life overwhelmingly represent the goodness of God? Does he overwhelmingly carry us through and give us a sweet, sweet life? Yes, he does. And so I want us to focus for a few moments here today on some of those good, <clears throat> excuse me, promises in the word. And now that we're in Christmas week itself, Christmas is literally just a few sleeps away. I'm so excited. It's always such a great time to pause and to really focus in on who Christ is in our lives. I know for some people, this may not be the most wonderful time of the year as the song and the cliche goes. For some, it's a trying time. For some, it's a time that causes them to miss loved ones and and have, you know, sadness, um, you know, try to knock at the door. And so for you, I'm praying for you. I have been praying for you. And I pray God's comfort and peace will carry you through this season and that you will be able through this word today on God's goodness and through your own reflection of who God is and who he's been to you in your life, tap into his joy, his supernatural joy, because joy is a fruit of the spirit. Happiness 
is circumstantial. Happiness, as kind of the word implies, is subject to what happens. Okay, I'm happy because I'm sitting by the pool, um, sipping a cool, refreshing drink with the sun, you know, warming my body. That will produce happiness for most people. But it's contingent upon what's happening. Joy, on the other hand, goes much deeper because it comes from the spirit realm. It is a fruit of our reborn spirit. Galatians 5.22 teaches us. And so we are to have joy and we can have joy and we are able to have joy in every situation and circumstance. That's why James 1 tells us we can count it all joy when we face tests and trials. Now, that seems like the last thing you do when you're in a hard place, the last thing you do when you're up against it, so to speak. It's to count it all joy, to rejoice in the Lord, to, you know, intentionally be glad and, and, and not allow your circumstances to overwhelm you and pull you in a place of depression or oppression. But the reason God told us that is because we have the ability to do it. We have that supernatural ability through him. The greater one who lives in us because he wants us to always triumph. He's crowned us with victory. Glory be to God. So. Understanding that, go ahead and make a quality decision to choose joy. Remember. What we seek. Good or bad is typically what we'll see. So seek out the joy of the Lord. Ask the Lord. To renew the joy of your salvation in this time and any time you need it. We all need that at various points in our lives. And sometimes it's a day by day choosing because things are coming at you fastly and furiously. And you just take things day by day, knowing that he gives us his daily bread. His grace is sufficient for us each day that he allows us to be alive in this earth. And that the best is yet to come and this too shall pass. So with this being Christmas week, with us focusing, I pray, more intently on the gift of Jesus, the gift of the Father, that is the ultimate display of goodness and the goodness of God. We can expect good things in our lives today, no matter what the world is is facing no matter what pandemics are breaking out, what tragedies are happening. The Bible says a thousand will fall at our side, 10,000 at our right hand. But remember what we talked about with that word, but, but it shall not come near us. That's Psalms 91. And so even with all the mayhem that's breaking out in the, in the world today, I mean, you look here, there, you turn on the news for five seconds and you're hearing the crazy that is today's world. But the reason we can overlook it to a degree and not really get caught up in it, Jesus told us that it was happening. Number one, he told us, he says, this is going to be the signs of the end times. And right before I come back um, to receive my body and to receive my church, there are going to be wars and rumors of wars, famines, earthquakes, pestilences. And you can just I always say you can set your watch by God and by what he says to us. God is the God of truth, meaning everything he says is true. Everything he says in his word will come to pass, whether we like it or not. So it behooves us just to get on board with him and say, yes, Lord. And to believe 
what he said. And in, in telling us this, he also says, so see that you be not troubled, meaning all these things are going to be going down. In the last of the last days, it's going to get real funky. <laughs> it's going to get real crazy. But see that you be not troubled. In other words, don't be alarmed. Don't be fearful. Don't be scared. Trust in me. I've got you. I'm with you. That's why I'm telling you this. So once again, you're in the know. See, as children of God, we live in the light. What does light do? It dispels darkness. Darkness shrouds, you know, people, they want to hide. They want to kind of get their sneak attack on. They try to make it as dark as possible so no one can see it. It's that element of surprise. But God says, oh, no, I've got a surprise for your surprise. I'm turning the light on and my people will walk in the light. In fact, we are the light of the world. The world needs us to be the light. It needs us to walk in the light and then to shine our lights. Not to put it under a bushel, the Bible says. Not to hide it. But to put it on display. And so he gave us the foreknowledge because he's God and he can tell us the end from the beginning. That's that test we talked about. Whose God is God? Who's telling us the end from the beginning? Who's checking all the boxes of saying this is going to happen and then it happens? Who said check it in Isaiah? A virgin will give birth to a baby. And it happened over 2000 years ago. God did that. And so our God is God. And he's already told us what was going to be up in these last days. So you can just say la. Walk with him hand in hand. Seek his goodness. See his goodness. Share his goodness. Be a benefactor to your fellow mankind. The Bible says in Acts that Jesus went about doing good. And this is how he was doing good, because it's all back to goodness. This is one of the ways God defines goodness. He says, Jesus went about doing good. Filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Healing, healing all who were oppressed. Of the devil. See, people are in bondage to the enemy, the darkness, the the spirit of the prince of the power of this world, and they don't even know it. But the goodness of God will snatch us out of that. It snatched you out. It snatched me out. Whenever the light came on for us personally, and we finally came to our senses. <laughs> And receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior. That same deliverance, that same light, that same goodness is available to every person. And God is counting on us to get it out. And so you're in the light, child of God. As you read your Bible, God is telling you, hey, this is what you can expect. And this is how I want you to adjust to it. I want you to be at peace. I want you to be firm in your faith, which means you're going to have to feed your faith. You can't feed Everything else that the world has to say and give God maybe 10% and expect to be a man or woman of power and faith. That doesn't work. So you're going to have to possibly rearrange some priorities, figure out how you're going to build more time in your life 
to seek God's goodness through his word. So faith can be abundant in your heart and you can pass these tests. You can go from glory to glory and faith to faith as the army of the Lord, as the body of Christ, showing people that it is possible and that God is still alive and on the throne. You know, a lot of people probably feel hopeless when they look around and they wonder, where is God? We're supposed to be answering that when they look at our lives, not just by what we say, but how we live, how we overcome, how we thrive in the midst of everything else that everybody else is going through. But yet we come out unscathed, just like the children of old and the lions, Daniel of old and the lion's den, the Hebrew boys and the, and the fiery furnace and so many others. So the first and the greatest or one of the the greatest demonstration, I don't I don't say it's the first because God's been pouring out his goodness since the very beginning. And then four thousand years into. The scripture. The canon of scripture, Jesus was born and now another two thousand years have passed. And so we're. We're primed for his return at any time because man was given a 6,000 year lease. Satan, I should say, was given a 6,000 year lease and his time is up. He knows his time is up. That's why he's acting especially crazy. Because, you know, when you know your time is up, you're like, Wait, well, what can I do to try to make my time not be up? That's the, that's the mind of mind of somebody who's crazy. What does insanity and crazy mean? It means doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So that's what we see with the enemy. But we know because God has told us and he's the God of truth and light. and We're his children. So we do what we live and walk in that light. That things are winding up and God has given a signpost that we just talked about. So. Over 2000 years ago, his greatest display of goodness came to pass in the earth when Jesus Christ was born and given to all mankind as the Lamb of God, as the Redeemer, as the Savior. Jesus means Savior. It means the Lord who saves. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to pray with you today to receive the most perfect, the most glorious gift that you could ever hope to receive in this life. It is the gift that keeps on giving for eternity because the Bible tells us in John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave. See, this is a season of giving we are giving out of the example of God giving to us. He gave his only begotten son. Just imagine having one son or one daughter. And you give them up for mean, cruel, evil, hateful, raunchy, stank <laughs> people who could care less about you. That's what God did when he gave us Jesus all those years ago. He says he gave us his only begotten son that whosoever, that means anybody, 
I'm a whosoever. You're a whosoever. The person on the corner is a whosoever. Whosoever believeth in him. That's all you've got to do is believe. Would not perish. But here it comes. Would have everlasting life. Now, I don't know about you, but that is the best news ever. And if you've not accepted that invitation to believe on Jesus Christ, let's do it right now. Let's just take a moment. I don't want to go any further until we settle this. So if you're listening and that's you, simply pray this prayer after me. Heavenly Father. I thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you that he was given and died for my sins. I acknowledge my sins. I acknowledge that I need a savior. And right now I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my savior. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. I welcome you into my heart and into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow, wow, wow. Now the greatest miracle that could ever happen for you just happened because you went from death to life. Do you know that we're born from death to life? Isn't it something? See, natural people, They're born into life and then they go into death and that's it. Supernatural people, i.e. God's people, go from being born to life to death back into life and there's no more death. And you may be saying, well, what do you mean, Dawn? Wait a minute now. I know people who who were Christians and they died. Yeah, they died as in they went to sleep. But they are living forevermore with Jesus. See, there's an eternal life that we have to gain or an eternal death that we have to gain. Eternal death is reserved for those who never received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So that promise in John 3.16 can't apply because they didn't meet the conditions of believing on him, receiving him as their Lord and Savior. But when whosoever, your crazy cousin, your uncle, your best friend, your fourth grade teacher, when whosoever receives him, then miraculously, we go from death into eternal life. And we don't start living an eternal life when we get to heaven. We start living an eternal life the moment We receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So for however long you've been living with God in your heart, you've been walking with Jesus, that's how long eternal life has been made available to you. Now, maybe you haven't been tapping into it because maybe you've had other things going and you haven't really settled into the reality and the fullness of who you are in Christ. But hey, it's a new day and it's never too late to change. It's never too late to go full force for God. 
and to invite him into all those places in our lives where we've tried to maintain the control and we've tried to do it our way and keep God on the shelf just in case we need him for an emergency. We're, we're leaving all that in 2021. You know, at the end of the year, I'm always amused. People come out with these memes and they come out with these manifestos about all the things they're leaving in the current year, in the past and such. And some of them I can, you know, get on board with. Some of them I'm giving a little bit of a side eye. Um, but regardless, and I've just lost my train of thought. The, regardless of, of whatever, when we come into the kingdom of God, old things are passed away. Oh, I know what I was saying. Yeah, we were talking about it's never too late to change. It's never too late to get on board. And the Bible tells us when we walk into oneness with God through Christ Jesus, because that's the only way you can do it. You cannot come to God by your good works. You cannot come to God by your great behavior, by your feeding the homeless, by your you know, clothing the naked. You can't come to God that way. The Bible says no one comes to the Father but by the Son. That is the only way. So, Dawn, are you saying that Christianity is the only way to go to heaven? That that's the real and only true you know, faith? Yeah, I'm, I'm saying what God has said. That's what God said. So if you have a problem with that, you have to take it up with him. I'm just his messenger. I'm just his, you know, delivery girl. But old things are passed away. You are brand new. You are a new creature with a new feature. Now, yes, your hands, your face, you know, all of that still looks the same. If you were, you know, a size five before, you're still a size five. None of that has changed. What has changed is the real you, which is your spirit. See, we are a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, and our emotions. And we live in a physical body. And you can see more about that in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. So back to the goodness of God. Jesus is the ultimate expression of the goodness of God. So as we seek out Jesus, we're going to see more and more of that goodness in our lives. As we seek out what he has to say to us, as we seek out how much he loves us and choose to believe, because, see, we have to choose to believe. Belief is a choice. People think that some people are just, you know, they just have a magic wand over their head. You know, the pastor is supernaturally anointed to believe God. No, we all have been given the same measure of faith, according to Romans 12 and 3. See, God is not a respecter of persons. He gave everybody the same measure of faith. And then it's up to us to grow that faith so it can be strong faith, enduring faith, overcoming faith. Or to act like we never got it in the first place and just let it lie dormant and it won't do anything. It won't produce Probably even that mustard seed that Jesus said is really all we need. And so the goodness of God comes about as we give ourselves to seeking out God. You know, in the Old Testament, when you see the, the word Lord in capital letters, Jehovah, and you see it twice in a verse, that literal translation is Jehovah the good. God calls himself 
the Lord of the good. He is goodness personified. Jesus is goodness personified. If you ever want to know how God feels about something, A, you can go back to my series that I did this year on original intent, and you can see how you trace it from the beginning to understand the original intent of something, and then that's how you accept it into your life. You can also, because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the Godhead bodily, meaning he is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost wrapped up into one body. And how you see Jesus move is how the Father moves and how the Holy Spirit moves. They are three in one, meaning they're always on the same accord. They're always on the same page. You'll never catch them beefing. You'll never catch them at odds. Because they are three in one with different functions to minister to us. And so all of who the Father is, all of who the Son is, all of who the Holy Spirit is, is wrapped up, tied up, and presented to us as the gift of Jesus. So when you see Jesus healing the sick in the Bible, when you see Jesus praying for people, when you see Jesus laughing and making merry, when you see Jesus accepting sinners and, and, and having mercy on people that other people said should be stoned, when you see Jesus raising people from the dead, when you see Jesus feeding the hungry, when you see Jesus doing all these things, then you can say safely that that's how God feels about it. God wants you to have food. God wants your body to be healed. God wants you to have a happy relationship and happy family relationships and, and be good in every area of your life. How can we say that so surely? Because Jesus showed it to us. He showed us the heart of the father towards us. And I'm going to believe Jesus. I'm going to believe the love that God has for me. I'm going to believe that he really is Jehovah the good. And as we close today, I want to I want to share a couple of scriptures with you on the goodness of God specifically. I want you to also read. I'm going to give you a little bit of homework. I want you to read Psalms 118 because the entire psalm. For the most part, declares that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And I want you to start saying that over your life every day. I learned how to say it in Hebrew, and it's so beautiful, and I'll share that with you at another time. But read Psalms at 118 at your homework and start declaring that the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Some translations say his unfailing love, but his mercy is his love and his love is his mercy. Psalms 145 and 9 tells us that the Lord is good to all. So if you're sitting here today listening to me and feeling like God has been good to everyone but you. No, beloved, he's good to all. And that includes you. You are one of those whosoever's. You're in the family. You're in the fold. You're in the flock. You're not left out. God hasn't forgotten about you. So I want you to meditate on that. Psalms 145 and 9 and start thanking God that he's good to you. Say, Lord, I thank you that you're good to me. Yes, I see how you've been good to my mother and my father, my sister, my brother, my co-worker, my pastor, my neighbor. But I thank you that you're also good to me and I receive your goodness into my life. 
And then Psalms 129 and 4, I love this. It says, I got to piece my little Bible together, y'all. Page toward. It says, but the Lord is good. He has cut the cords used by the ungodly to bind me. You're free today. I'm ending with this jubilee proclamation that you're free today. Because the Lord is good to you, he cuts the cords that the wicked use to try to bind you in your mind, in your circumstances, in your situations. People hating on you, trying to come against you. It has no power over you. God says, I've cut those cords. I'm the Lord. And I'm good. And I'm good to you. I'm for you. I'm on your side. I love you. And I've given my very best gift to you to prove it. I pray that you have been blessed by this word today. I thank you so much for listening. As always, it is such a privilege to share the richness of God with you. And I pray that you'll be liberal in also sharing it with others. Share this podcast. I pray you'll share it with your networks, your family members during this time of Christmas. Maybe come together and and fellowship around it and just build your hearts and minds up in the goodness and love of God for you. And feel free to download it. Again, be liberal with it. And until we're together again, I wish you the merriest Christmas. And I believe I'll be back with you before the new year. But in case it's after the new year, the happiest of new years, God bless you and thank you. And I love you. Bye-bye.